Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen and ladies, welcome to another week, another episode of the Medicine Ball Podcast. You could have chosen to spend your time anywhere. You rock with me today. Thank you. I never take that lightly. Before we get into it, let my beat drop. Yes, yes, that's right. Welcome to Medicine Ball with your boy LS3 to be exact. And if you ain't in shape, at least your brain should be. Welcome. Ladies and gentlemen to the Medicine Ball Podcast where we focus on giving your brain a six pack by exercising your mind. Now exercising your mind means that you actively think about and deal with all situations by first seeking to do anything other than what you are normally programmed and or comfortable in doing. Now if you're someone who struggles and wants to get better at thinking about things beforehand as opposed to reacting in ways that require less effort, well just like anything you want to get better at, it does require training practice and work now i'm well aware that thinking about things beforehand as opposed to responding off instinct does require effort and who doesn't prefer things that are easy well the first step my friends can be very easy and that's to begin to look at all things from an unbiased point of view which in itself will increase your curiosity in life now exercising your mind won't give you all the answers you will however begin to look at things with more peace understanding and patience while simultaneously equipping yourself with more tools and strategies to help you effectively deal with this thing called life now before we go any further i'm no doctor no psychiatrist no psychologist i have however been diagnosed with bipolar disorder level one for 16 years and to be honest i got to a point in my life where i was looking at the person i was becoming versus the person i wanted to be and that among other things required me to look at my mental health responsibly so whether or not you're diagnosed or know someone who's diagnosed or have symptoms or just want to know more about it it doesn't matter maybe you're one of the many people who could just use some tips tricks and different ideas to help you get through day-to-day life pull up a seat kick up your feet this is your family man welcome home no judgment zone this week's episode episode 502 mental combine let's go welcome 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 ladies and gentlemen gentlemen and ladies man welcome to this episode of the medicine ball podcast let's get into it real quick uh the youtube so you know mental hacks always trying to get better and be more efficient i have started doing a lot of more a lot more shorts right so my youtube link is in like the podcast description but just in case it is lorenzo scott the third which is going to be three eyes you'll see the medicine ball logo please go tap into that i appreciate it merchandise man um whether you go to the website www.medicineballls3.com or instagram or facebook i do have medicine ball merchandise still available i'm always looking to read that up and keep that in stock so if you want uh if you're interested in the merchandise go check it out there instagram go follow me medicine ball ls and then the number three medicine ball ls3 go follow mamba that guy mamba man he's getting popular man mamba's reels i'm really uh starting to tap in more into utilizing him and in instances where I would just get annoyed or frustrated in life in general, I'm working on adjusting that into being more happy or jovial, right? But I'm pulling out the camera, man, and I'm about to get this GoPro. I've got many cameras. I got the pet cam, so forth, so on. But like people are really tapping into that. So go follow us on Instagram. Piggybacking off of that, I've been doing more posts myself on Instagram videos of me just talking about things. And I talked about this combine thing. I'm expounded upon it on the show because we're discussing self-development. Somebody asked me a question. So I, you know, kind of responded on Instagram. And speaking of acts, wisdom is called it's the wisdom app. Wisdom app, right? 
I uh, try to share it as much as I can and everywhere I can, but you could go on there and it's like productive version of Clubhouse. I don't know. I just hear a lot of drama on Clubhouse, but there's like, they're not going for it. So there's numerous topics, mental health, uh, life coaching, relationships, et cetera, et cetera. But you can ask questions and they're really building on this question thing. So go ask me questions there. But I was asked this question from someone just in relation, you know, I guess they're going through some self-development and having a reflective point, but just asking me questions about, you know, how I perceive them and then telling me like some things that are happening when they're going to date people. You know, I just kind of mentioned that I think that this person is pretty intelligent, but, you know, I think that their behavior sometimes lowers their tier draft stock. We'll use that for this uh, episode, but it lowers it. And so that way you're gonna, you know, maybe attract a team or a person that doesn't know the more firmly grounded principles or morals or characteristic traits that you have. And when things hit the fan, you're gonna feel like you, uh, you know, messing with somebody beneath you, right? So I hope that made sense. But all of that to say the combine. So this is medicine ball. And I did start this off like making a lot of relations to sports and situations in sports whether it be golfing or at a bat or things of that nature to life and mental health so a combine test athletic skills including speed power strength and agility to identify the top players for the sport um, one thing that's unique about combines is it's an opportunity to evaluate for teams and coaches to evaluate the best of the best prior to selecting them. So let's talk about the draft a little bit and the actual implications of it for those who are just like casual sports fans and they may not realize what happens when this when, when with draft picks and everything, right? So the draft is a chance to get the people who are semi-pro, right, which is going to be collegiate or college players, into the pros. So let's just look at NFL, uh, NBA. I mean, you can look at hockey. Baseball is a little bit different because they have a farm um, league. But let's just look at the places where uh, you're going to get picked from college and go straight to a pro team, right? No dream league, no middle or anything like that, right? Now, the way that they do the draft in a majority of sports, and I'm just giving you like a real top heavy version because it gets real intricate with the draft because tanking comes into play, which means you're losing on purpose to try to get a good draft pick. But just overall, like if you're a bad team, you're theoretically supposed to get a good draft pick the following year. Now, again, I'm just going high level. Be, uh, I'm just going lower level because it's like. If you traded your draft picks away, I'm a Lakers fan. That's the problem they have now. Their next two draft picks are in 2023 and I think 2029. So when they're trying to trade the players, people want draft picks because that's fresh new talent. But we're keeping all of that out. And we're just going to say for the sake of the argument, the worse you are, uh, you know, the worse you are, the better your draft pick should be. So theoretically, that means if you're picking, you should be get the cream of the crop. Right. So when they start talking about bust. Right. So, boom, back to my friend and talking about attracting the wrong people that they've invested into for this argument. We're going to call that a bust. Right. So when you hear people say, yo, they're a bust, that means that was somebody who was drafted really, really high and didn't perform. Right. I'm a Lakers fan. I'm going to have to use somebody like Kwame Brown, who was drafted, I think, number one. And like when you look at his career and I, I'm not hate, but it's just like. You drafted number one and he averaged like eight points per game over a like 12 year career. 
You see what I'm saying? Versus somebody who, uh, uh, I, I don't know, like Kevin Durant, who actually went second, he averages like 30 points a game. So that's just to give you an idea of how it's supposed to convert. Now, when you go into football, that's when you start getting into quarterbacks and quarterbacks who can go straight in. Joe Burrow, he just won a Super Bowl. That man was in his first or second year, right? So it's very important, right? So in order for them, since you're taking a risk on it as a franchise and a coach, you're taking a risk because the higher you draft, the uh, more money you have to provide them. And it's a long-term contract. So I believe if you're in the top 10 in football, let's just say football, right? You got a three-year contract and it's like the top 10 slots. You start off at like 30-something million and go down to like 16 million if you get drafted 10th. I want y'all to keep that in mind, that money drop, right? Um, basketball, same thing. If you're drafted in the first round, you get a guaranteed contract. If you get drafted in the second round, you know, you, you may end up going to the G league or the developmental league. If you're drafted in the first round, it puts more pressure on the team to insert you then because you're an investment that they're paying money and they spent a high draft pick on. All right. So let's go into this thing of draft stock. So draft stock is your value. So after you watch the college players play basketball, whatever, and they win the championship, you know who, if you're into it, it was pretty good or what names you saw, right? A majority of the time. So, uh, and I don't watch, I watch college football, but like, let's just say um, Zion Williamson when he was coming out, right? They, did they win? A, I don't even think they, they didn't win the national championship, but you still knew that like he was going to be the top pick. You see what I mean? So it's just like because based off his athleticism alone and the things that he did in college, they put you in these slots. But here comes the tricky part. There's more than just an athletic evaluation. And I want to give y'all a peek behind the curtain because I get it and it makes sense Um, because we in the middle of a I'm not even going to speak on Kyrie because I don't think he did nothing wrong. But I get it from a business standpoint. It's bad for business. All right. It turns into, a matter of fact, let's stick on that. When they're getting drafted, it turns into a business, right? Because you're going to get endorsements. You're going to be talking in front of people. Follow me. So now they might be like, okay, this guy's a quarterback. He's going to be number one. This guy's a running back. He's going to be number two. This guy's a wide receiver. He's going to be number four, so on, so forth, so forth, and so on, so forth, and so on. This guy, he's probably going to be like number 15 because, uh, and he plays wide receiver, whatever, right? Based off of athletic skill, he might be too short uh, when it comes to quarterback. I know it sounds funny, but they talk about hand size. Oh, his hands are too small, right? But then what happens is, yeah, we know about the 40-yard dash. Uh, we know when it comes to basketball about the shuttle drill. And if you don't, it's a little cone drill. We know about the vertical jump and all of the intangibles, right? But then these owners, they sit and talk down, sit down and talk to these kids. And they really mess with these kids. And I remember this was a big thing a couple of years ago. One of the owners asked, what would you do if someone said your mother was like gay or something like that? Right. And I'm just telling the story. Right. And they try to get your reaction. Uh, if you're a quarterback, they give you a uh, they give you a test. Let me see here if I could do that real quick. Quarterback test. It's called the Wonderlick test. And I think that they give that. I don't know if they give it to everybody or if they just give it to the quarterback. Hold up. Oh, it is. So they give it to everybody. It's an NFL IQ test and it's called a wonderlick test. So now things start happening, right? 
Uh, I remember a couple of years prior to this, a football player who was supposed to go number one offensive lineman. All of a sudden, a picture dropped of him hitting a bong. Boom, he just dropped five slots, right? That quarterback who they thought was great, they give him the wonder lick and ask him about complex screen, uh, uh, schemes. Oh, he can only throw good in the zone. We thought he was number one. Boom. That wide receiver who was 15, uh, uh, because he was not as uh, tall, they ask him a question that he answers wonderfully. Boom, he goes from 15 to 10, right? Um, they give him the Wonder Lick test. He scores higher. Now, all of a sudden, that dude from 15 is in five. And what happens behind the scenes is there's millions of dollars at stake. So now, if you're not on point and you answer one of these questions wrong or take offense to the coach trying to get you mad, when well, you know the situation, bro, it's literally the draft. You shouldn't take nothing personal, right? But I guess they're kids. I'm starting to realize I'm getting a little older. I guess a lot of them are kids. But it's just like, now you get mad. They tick you off. You just blew $10 million. You wanted to hit that bong and take a picture. You just blew $20 million. The draft stock drops. Now, there are the other side of it is um, some people can fake through that stuff. Some people, just because you fast in the 40-yard dash doesn't mean that you're going to be a good receiver or running back. Just because you can bench press 225, 30 pounds doesn't mean you can read a zone defense. And I know I'm getting complex on y'all, but all of this to say that it's an investment and it's risky. And that's where bust come from. Somebody did great. They draft him. Oh, he ain't do nothing. Just like that. They career over. You don't even hear about him no more. I can name tons of people like Sam Braff. It's just tons of people. Right. So what happens is, and I explained how it can help and hurt you. What happens is we're evaluated daily. Right. Uh. And some of the ways that we're evaluated are, they're just more prevalent than others. Like some of them are obvious. If you go in and ask for a credit card, they're going to run that credit. Your credit is just an evaluation of your ability to manage a number or manage money. People think, oh, I got to get, nah, bro, you got to, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we going to talk about this medicine ball because I'm going to have medicine ball credit tips too. The credit score is just a judgment on your ability to just really understand the you, you know the system some people are scared to even look at their credit score that ain't gonna do you no good at least you know what you could work on but it's just an ability to understand the system right when you get out here on these roads each and every day you are already evaluated to be able to get out there but like just okay take it away from you for a second you're in the fast lane you see a car in front of you who's not going your speed you know you're gonna have to go around them so you got to evaluate whether or not they're going to speed up. You got to look to the side, see if there's another car, evaluate that. There's evaluations everywhere, right? Sometimes when you're at the workplace, you know, that's how people get terms on them of being gossipy or messy, right? People are evaluating the things that you say in your conversations, whether it's how you talk about other people, how you feel about other people, how you feel about situations and whether you really displayed that to that person or not. We're constantly being evaluated in these relationships. And what happens is it goes back to mental laziness. Just like I told, you know, my um, my friend, she was like, yo, man, because I've had heard a couple of stories from her, but long story short, she ends up being disappointed. And what I'm saying is like, if you're not mentally careful, you're going to attract a team. You're going to attract a team who's going to draft you and you might not fit into that scheme or that situation. And if you're not aware of the situation, and that's why I always say moments matter. 
Like I always chuckle at people because I'm just real big on timing. Folks, timing be off. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, bro. I got so many stories about timing be off. You feel what I'm saying? Like just that person who, I don't know, who's going to see an interracial couple, right? And then crack a joke about it. After it's a tense situation, like, bro, yeah, it's funny, but, like, that just wasn't the time for that. Or maybe somebody might be going through a hard time, and you pick that time to be selfish and think about yourself and throw that on them. It's just like, yo, your feelings may be 100% valid. You may be right, but, like, the time, you feel me? The timing be off. So what happens with these relationships is if we're not careful when we deal with these situations and more specifically people is we're going to project a trait that may not be one of our key traits, one of our righteous traits. Now, let me let, let me explain that. Just like I said, some of these people fake it and they end up being bust. We're not talking about that. We're talking about that young kid who was actually a good kid, but they chose to ask him about his mother's sexuality or sexual orientation. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, he got mad. And for the situation, that wasn't the right thing to do. But overall, you can get that, right? But you don't want to project that and cost yourself by getting involved and investing in a situation or relationship only to find out it's a bust, all right? So I hope I'm making sense here. But there's a great thing, man. Y'all know how I play with words. Y'all know how we do on Medicine Ball. How do we get around this? How can we make sure that we separate emotions and cut through anything that's going to be adverse to a positive situation and gather the proper information to at least learn if we fail? How? Well, combine. So you know how we are with words and whatnot. But long story short, uh, there's another word that could be used with that, and it's combination, right? And of course, we know combination, I'm giving a loose definition, means to mix everything in together, mesh everything together. Uh, I took that information and I started to build on it a little bit more. And I'm not going to get super spiritual this uh, this episode, but long story short, <clears throat> in the Bible, there's a couple of verses and references to the old time when they would uh, be tossing or the term I believe that's in the Bible is chafe, right? Where there basically is wheat and they're tossing it in the air and they're trying to separate the hard shell from the actual seed. And this relates to this episode because there's actually something called a combine tractor. And it can process many things. It's a farming track. You can go look it up. It process many things, but the thing I want to focus on is wheat or a grain, right? And the reason I want to focus on that is because there's a bunch of steps that are needed in order to get the actual seed. So you have to first cut the wheat down, right? Then there's something that's called threshing or separating like the holes from the actual wheat stock, right? Then you have to collect those holes and then you have to do something called winning, I believe. I might be saying it wrong, right? But that's where you separate those holes from the uh, the seed, the grain that you're actually going to get, which is the final product. So I started looking at this combine tractor and trying to relate it to this episode and explaining it. And it just lined up all together. So the tractor actually separates. Well, it doesn't separate. It does separate, but it 
combines all those sets. They call it a combine tractor, which makes sense because it combines all those steps, those four steps into one thing so you could process the wheat more efficiently. Now, if you go look up like wheat and grain, something that you just arbitrarily might not think about, I think the number I just saw was like 585 million pounds or something like that we take in the U.S. each year. So it's something that's in food. It's, it, it's important, right? We can relate and combine some steps together that are relative to this combine tractor. And before I get into this, I want to let you know, if you're in the peanut gallery, if you haven't been exercising your mind, this may... <laughs> well, pause. Let me pause on that. Real quick, human abilities. And I say this often in episodes and in life. Man, I'm careful... Because I know as humans, we are sometimes arrogantly and ignorantly confident in our abilities to do things, even if it's something we've never done before. And I gave a example about flipping a can- pancake in a skillet. But if there's something that you haven't, number one, identified, and number two, take, made an effort to try to get better and improve at, let's not set ourselves up for failure, Right? Because we're building off of this too. This is how you get quick, you know, easy victories. Let's not set ourselves up for failure. We might need to go into some of these situations that we've never practiced and expect that it's going to be a little turbulent when we first start off. It's going to be tedious. If you want to be more patient, if you don't want to overtalk people, bro, it's going to be hard going through it. And depending on the amount of effort, it may take you a long time to even start to improve on it if you if you loafing and not giving max effort. So, I want to make that clear for those people who may be new listeners. Those of you who have been following me since day one, y'all already know. Um, don't be in the mental peanut gallery. But um, this is going to take practice. Um, I'm someone who's still working on myself. Me teaching it holds me accountable uh, because I have to be able to give information about this stuff, right? So whatever your motivation is, these are the things you can do to make sure that you're reflecting what you want. Like, let's just talk about relationships for a minute. Um, <laughs> I believe that, and I'm actually going through a, a Bible study right now in my church. It's called Kingdom Single, but it's just talking about people who may not be married or have a spouse or so forth and so on. And like what God's plan is for you, right? Um, I'm a big believer and was before I went through this study that you should always be working on two things when it comes to relationships. Number one, making sure that you're the best version of yourself. Number two, acting and being and living what you ultimately want to attract. Now, of course, there's chance encounters. We can go back to the draft. There's You could fake the Wonderlick test or maybe do good on the Wonderlick test. But ultimately, when you get out there on the field, it doesn't matter about these things that you're doing to uh you know, (laughs) to evaluate you versus being in the actual game, right? So sometimes people can put forth a false perception and, you know, you can end up attracting some people and getting into some situations. But ultimately, man, it's about living and learning, right? Failures are not just the end all. They're actually information. We talked about this in the previous uh, episode. So those two things, I believe, you need to be always working on being the best version of yourself and you need to be living what you want to ultimately attract. Um, when it comes to interactions and even on a business tip, it's, it's amazing how many people, even at my job I deal with who 
say they're business owners, but just like the way that they sometimes, and that's what this whole episode is about. You may be a fire business owner, but your timing and situations and what you may put out and your attitude or your characters during those times may not reflect you being a successful or kind business owner. You feel what I'm saying? So we just got to always be aware of it. And ultimately medicine ball is about not being mentally lazy. It's about like pausing and putting some thought into your thoughts bars and thought into your actions. Right? So let's get into these four things. I tried to make it easy by relating it to the tractor. Remember the four steps are reaping, threshing, gathering and winning or whining i'm I'm, I'm winning you know whatever i'm gonna say winning like charlie sheen right and i'm gonna tell you why so the first thing we can do when we get into these interactions that we want to be taken seriously is number one be be aware right and the first thing that we have to do is cut away any pre any pre-thoughts about a situation or a person that we may have right? We have to cut that away first. We have to cut away anything that's going to be adverse to what we ultimately want the outcome to be of any interaction or conversation. And I always talk about this in medicine, but like people be too focused on what's happening right then instead of a long-term goal. And, you know, you got to slow yourself down in these things and be strategic, right? So the first thing to do is to cut away anything that's going to, any adverse thoughts, right? Any adverse feelings, right? That is not going to help you to get the best out of an interaction with someone or what you're trying to put out for that person, right? Cool. Number two, threshing. That says separate. You want to separate any emotions. Now, take this with, you know what I'm saying? You got to take this with a grain of salt because I don't think it's possible for humans to completely be a thousand percent logical. And it may be some people out there who are like mass murderers or just dead set people. But it's hard to take emotions out of things, especially if you've like had a child, have a pet, have a, it's very, very hard to completely separate emotions. But when I say take it out, don't let your emotions override your logic. You got me. So it should be like 70, 30, 75, 25. When it comes to that. So you want to separate emotions because emotions bring in or if your emotions are too high, they can bring in um, feelings that are not uh, comfortable or they're not um, they're going to be adverse to what you're trying to accomplish, such as anger, envy, jealousy, um, confusion, um, upset, sad. It it just it brings in too much. So you got to be aware of your uh, your emotions. And at the bare minimum, even if you just stop and gather like, yo, I got to go into this thing with my logic higher than my emotions. That's good enough. Get your wins where you can. All right. Number three, gather, right? Collect the information out. now that you've checked your emotions and you've slowed down, right? And you, and you cut away anything that's going to be adverse. Now collect information about what you're trying to put together. And here's most importantly, collect information about your audience, bro. Um, one of the realest things one of my managers ever told me was, man, you got to know your audience, right? It matters, bro. It matters. You're not going to go up in the bank with an attitude talking about some, yo, I worked hard. I need it. Good luck, right? So collect information from yourself within that situation, right? With knowing that your logic should be weighing higher than your emotions and also collect information about your audience. This is important because when you're making an honest effort to collect information about who you're speaking or dealing with, people can feel and they can tell that. And when you're sincere like that, it allows them to open up. Um, it doesn't 
it helps them to feel comfortable and that it's an evil conversation. We talked about this on another episode, the power of words, the war of words and what happens in conversation product. So after you've gotten your thoughts and yourself together, logic over emotions, right? We're not saying completely devoid of emotions, collect the information about the situation, what you're trying to say and your audience. Then you want to fine tune it and get the final product right now. Boom. I know this sounds like a lot to go through. And the reason there's a couple of reasons for that. Number one, I'm, I'm, I'm wording it in a very particular way. So you all can know, but once you start practicing it, it will be easy. You could take shortcuts. You follow me? If like, for instance, like in these situations, a shortcut I would take or a little tip I would do is like, listen to try to understand and relate. Like you got to fight yourself, man. The mind, when it comes to this mental health and just mindfulness, the, the, the mind is active, bro. Right. You in there a lot. And if it's unchecked, it's going to run rampant because we're being flooded with so many influences that we're not maybe even aware of the people you hang around, what they talking about, what you watch, what you listen to, what you read. Right. So even if you don't have a thought for your mind, you're subconsciously flooding yourself with this information and the brain is complex. Right. Shout out to God. We are wonderfully and beautifully made. So it's going to attack. So you got to control. And, and I think that's most important that people understand. A lot of the things that I, I, I speak to on my podcast and just in general is about controlling your thoughts before them joints run off on you. Um, People on my team, I always tell them, like, when we doing a numbers game, they will come to me at like midday and be like, oh, my, my numbers are bad. I'll be like, yo, stop. Pause. Don't do that. Don't do that. It's so much time left. Then I got to start talking to him logically. It's literally five hours left. And then you have a lunch. So how much time have you actually had? And yeah, you right. You got to stop yourself with these thoughts. So again, combine these steps together in order to face the mental combine and make sure that your draft stock is high in a majority of your interaction because we're not preaching perfection. Right. We preaching excellence. We preaching diligence. We're preaching to be the best version of yourself. So it's not you going to fail at this. Sometimes you you might be tired one day. You might be distracted. But if you do it enough, it becomes muscle memory. So let me go through them steps again. You got to cut. Right. Because related to getting the weed, you got to cut. Cut through any actions, any thoughts, any any feelings that may be adverse to what you're trying to um what you're trying to get out of the conversation, relationship, whatever, right? Alone, if you cut, if you stop and cut there, that's going to already put you ahead. You're going to get a bonus point because you're already thinking about the long term. You feel me? So that's going to make sure you don't become a victim to the moment. All right. Number two, thresh or separate. Boom. So now that you cut your, your, your stuff, you still got to separate it more. It's like fine tuning your thoughts almost. You're just getting it down finer, man. I don't know nothing about. Uh, cleaning chitterlings i haven't eaten chitterlings but i've been in a household where that's happened it's almost like that you got to clean through all the crap <laughs> that's what's happening here so you got to thresh and when you separate now <clears throat> you start separating your emotions from the logic you want to realize like yo boom at the bare minimum yo more logic than emotion right emotion gonna fail you so separate thresh right Three, gather. Now that you filtered that information, gather the good stuff out of that, right? Gather your thoughts about what you want to say. Gather or collect your thoughts about uh, what your audience is. Gather or collect about what they're trying to do. Understand what you're going to go through, uh, what you're trying to accomplish, what you're trying to convey, 
and how to do it effectively and not be a victim to the moment or give off a trade or something that might blow it. You know, they say first impressions is the last impressions, right? Um, number three, even more fine-tuning, right? That's the final product. That's you about to speak or you're about to interact or you about to, you got to go through it. So it's basically filtering, filtering, filtering. You're filtering your personal feelings. You're filtering your overall um, emotions, right? You're collecting information about who you're speaking with, what's going on. Moments matter, right? If somebody says something about your mama, yeah, it's... It, 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 it's understandable that you're going to be upset, but if they in the bank, let me just put y'all in a situation. We got a lot of business owners out here. You walk into the bank, you know, all right, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, I got you all together here. I got you all wrapped up $250,000, right? Uh, we just want to make sure you're going to be able to advertise or, you know, we don't want you to mess up our money. So what if I asked you, what do you think about your mother being gay? How does that make you feel? Now, if you approach it like that, a majority of people is going to be like, man, I'm going to ignore it so I can get the money. But that's what happened in the draft with that young man. And we're thinking logically now, but when your emotions start getting involved, that's why you got to check yourself. It could go uh, another way. All right. Yo, it's been the mental combine, man. Make sure that each and every day you are raising your draft stock. Be a light, bro. Hold yourself accountable. All right. Y'all go out, like, subscribe, share, follow. Those of you who have been reaching out to me, I appreciate your feedback. Continue to bring it to me. We're building a community. I'm going to be dropping a group chat or something to that nature. I'm building now to where we can hold people accountable. I think that's important. And just reflect and bounce ideas and things we've gone through off of each other, all right? Y'all stay up. It's been real. This has been episode 502, Mental Combine. Until next week, I love y'all. Yeah, yeah.